People need stability. This is Sue Freck, and I'm your host of the Happy Marketer Connection podcast, brought to you by Vesta. Each week, along with my guests, other fellow passionate marketers, we'll explore engaging and inventive marketing strategies and toast brands making impactful consumer connections. Please kick back, relax, and join our happy half hour of marketing inspiration and positivity, and come away a happier and smarter marketer. And I'd like to welcome and introduce today's guest, Chris Pine. Chris is the founder and president of Junction 37, an agency with a completely different format that was built to truly break the agency mold. Chris founded Junction 37 for a simple reason, to do the right thing. At the highest level, they believe in doing the right things for their clients, for other people, and of course, for the community that they live in. Our theme this week today is values. We'll dive into how Chris and his agency has been built on a core set of values and how these values are his North Star, even forcing them to turn down business or potential acquirers. So let's dive in. Welcome, Chris. Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Our theme this week is on values, and we're really going to dive into what that means for you, Chris, personally, your agency. You clearly have built Junction 37 on a core set of values that seem to be a North Star for not only you, but your team. I would love to discuss um, more about your business and, and choosing clients. Have you had to turn away clients? But before we dive into all of that and learn more about, about your clients and how you choose who you work with, let's just start from the beginning. So I tend to break up values into sort of three buckets, you know, your, your character, who you are, your personal values your work values. Can you just tell us, Chris, really start from the beginning, what really prompted you to go off on your own? Was there a certain catalyst? Was it just over time? You had a very, very successful career in the big media agency world. So I would just love to start from the beginning um, and really understand what that moment was when you decided to take that plunge. Well, I think it was a combination of moments. So it was over a period of time. You know, having spent many, many years in corporate Europe, then corporate America, um, you know, I helped really build and was part of the creation of very, very large media and marketing agencies. And I think over a period of time, I got further and further away from the front lines and actually doing the work. And there were a series of different events over time that basically got me thinking, less about clients and helping them make money and more about making the agency work. And I got to a point in my career where more like an epiphany where I decided that we could run a business and have a business that was focused more upon doing social good, social enterprise as it were, than actually doing what the big corporate entities wanted you to do. So it involved a big shift in my mindset to A, go back to the thing that I really love, but B, to create something that was both for good and for profit. And that's literally where the agency idea came from. And the ideal in which I launched the agency along with a couple of clients that helped us really understand the, the value of mission and purpose in brands and in marketing. Amazing, and the work that you're doing um, is really demonstrating that value that you believe in as an agency, and also what your clients believe in. Um, we talked. Uh, we had a pre-call. We talked a little bit about clients, and 
was there ever a time with your clients that you've had to redirect them and say, no, that's not the messaging that you were really their North star and saying that if we want to have messaging, that's authentic, or if we want to have messaging that's going to resonate or stay true to your purpose, what kind of guidelines and um, help have you had to provide your clients to stay true to their brand and, and those values? Well, I, I don't think it's us really leading them in any way, shape or form. I think it's us reminding them of what their values and their mission and purpose is. And I think we all need that every so often when we get excited or when we are thinking in completely different directions. It's good to have that partner with you that's always got your back, but is side by side with you in the trenches every single day to sometimes remind you that doing the right thing, let's say, which is a very, very strong value of uh, both uh, Junction 37 and a, a number of my clients, having that reminder and having that partnership does keep us on a path. And it's not a path to righteousness, right? It's just a path to doing the right thing and doing social good and doing great for the community and making profit at the same time. So there's never ever um, a conversation or there's never been a time where we've ever had to say, stop, put everything down. It's more like a little bit of steering us back on really why we're doing things and the why behind everything is the most important thing. Yeah, that's amazing. And I do think that sets you apart. You know, we work with a lot of agency partners and it is clear the differentiation between what Junction 37 delivers and the partnership that we've created and other other agencies that we've worked with. Talk about the discipline. You know, have you had to turn away business? Um, what type of discipline do you need to have to, again, to remember to stay on on that course of doing the right thing? Yeah, it's it's kind of one of the scariest things happened early on when we launched. We got approached by a potential client that could have made us a lot of money and helped really catapult our growth quite significantly. Um, but it didn't fit our core mission and our core values. And that was a moment in time. It's a moment in time where I could have literally gone down, and I'm not talking again the path to righteousness, but gone down an area to make money first versus sticking by our values. And that was a moment, that moment in time was for me one of the most eye-opening moments since starting the company, which said that, look, if we stick to what we're all about, if we work with brands that we truly, from the inside of our hearts, believe in, and if we think about those businesses as passion projects, as brands that we're really passionate about, the work will be better. And the work has been better. So yes, are we tempted to chase the money sometimes when something sparkly or shiny shows up? Absolutely, yes. But ultimately, does it go against what your core beliefs are and what you want the future of your organization to be? If it does that, then you have to say no. For sure. That, and that makes so much sense. And, and that discipline is obviously um, something that's not just you alone. So let's talk a little bit about your team. We have our Smiley360 community and we do ask them questions. If they could ask a brand marketer anything, what would it be? And this Tia L asks, how do you find the right team to build your company? And I think that's been obviously important for you as well. Not only does this discipline the values, but the clients you work with. Can you talk a little bit about building your team and who's on your team? Yeah, I mean, the, the short answer is I don't know yet. But uh, <laughs> the, the, the reality is when I think about how we've been able to grow our business over the last few years, the way in which we interview and find people is really 
old fashioned and archaic, right? We get a written resume, a recommendation from somebody, and we go and meet people for maybe two, three hours. Sometimes we throw in a presentation or something else that's kind of a curveball or to see what somebody's metal really is. For us, it's very different because you need two things. Uh, you need your head in it and you need your heart in it to be successful. And, you know, when, when I think about the amount of people that I've met and still do meet that are amazing at writing resumes, everyone in America is amazing at writing resumes. <laughs> um, so I, I believe a bit less on that and a bit less on what somebody's claimed experience is and much more on the fact that, you know, if you've gone to college, you generally have the capacity to learn. And for me, I believe after the first few hours that you've met somebody, the real interview is the first three to six months actually on the job. And I think people are terrified of having what is perceived as large turnover when really it's actually about giving people on the ground training, helping, we call it starting from scratch. So we learn about a lot of the big corporate companies. We've learned a lot of bad habits over the years. What we do over a period of time is we spend the first three to six months kind of reprogramming ourselves to become experts across everything, not experts in one particular area. And by doing that, we retrain our muscles so that they work, our brain that is, they, so that they work in uh, a very different manner. And those people that go through that process and stick with it are the ones that we now are working with. And those people, again, goes back to the point that being an entrepreneur, as you know very well, Sue, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's very easy to talk it. And it is not as glamorous as it, as it is made out in the movies and in books and all those kind of things. You so know. true. So true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so we're in a situation where a lot of people love the idea of being an entrepreneur. But then when they're actually in it, they don't have the home comforts that they're used to being in standard corporate America. And now I'm not saying that's bad, but I'm saying that, you know, when you're in a growing company, you don't think about free bagels for breakfast. You don't think about all of the nice mani pedis that you can go for and those kind of things. Sleeping have, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's much, much more about um, the, you know, those people um, understanding and really getting to the point where they can be a, CEO for one minute and a janitor for the next. And it's a very tough switch for people in their minds when they're brought up in a hierarchical company to switch that mindset from instead of who works for you, how many people work for you, it's who works with you. It's the fact that I'll work with uh, some of my closest uh, colleagues and I'll do all of their legwork, their, their donkey work, whatever you want to call it, I'll do all the little bits while they're leading the thinking and the relationship with the client. And that's, those are the kinds of people that even do the most boring jobs with the most enthusiasm and the most energy that are those people that we work with and we look for. So going full circle, it's almost impossible to find the right person. They're unicorns. There's a few of them about. But to work with them and to create somebody who has those core values first and then the head and the heart in it, those are the things that really help you build a successful team. 100% agree. And I think that entrepreneurial spirit 
is what we also look for at our at our company and you've seen some of that with the people you've worked with at our team but that is hard to find and i think sometimes it also happens after you've hired them and they're here a couple of weeks or months that you figure out they're not they're not working and they don't fit those values or that that entrepreneurial skill set do you believe it's something that you can train or do you believe it's innately in them oh it's very trainable yep um, I, I do believe that some people don't necessarily, and again, there's no right or wrong answer with this, but some people think they know what it is, but aren't. It's those people that go through the process. If, so as long as someone's open-minded and as long as they're united by the mission and values of the company, and again, that sounds really easy for me to say because I've written them over the years, etc. but the people that I'm lucky enough to work with really do care. And they care about the brands that they work with and they choose the brands that they work with, which really does flip the switch. Right? I've heard before where people have told me and mentors have told me that as the owner of the company, I'm the only one that's really going to care about the company. And the reality is that I'm lucky enough to have worked with a bunch of people who found the value of the mission. It's not Chris Pine media. It's Junction 37 and we're, so, and, and we're united by our values and our mission very very different to following a figurehead or a person or something like that and that's why these people and, that, and that's trainable it's just about experiencing it and experiencing something different i love that that it's not about the figurehead it's it's about the the company's whole so you bring up a really good point junction 37 i know so many listeners probably want to hear where did that name come from uh so the name came from um i had this idea for what our company was all about a social enterprise in a business which was hated more than lawyers and slightly liked more than drug trafficking. And I believe that you could do good and be a social enterprise. And, you know, for me, I had so many different ideas of what names were and fancy names and things like that, but it was basically week 37 of the year. And it was a junction in my life. Do I carry on in corporate America, get the same job at a different place, or do I actually go down the road of starting my own business, my own enterprise? Uh, so it was that kind of junction, but also the idea that we have behind not just our mission and values, but we bring ideas, data, creative, everything together into one place, hence junction. That is great. It has so much meaning behind it. I love it. Interested in building a home for your audience? Our Vesta solution powers online communities, giving your consumers a home for a world of engagement and connections. To learn more, visit us at vesta-go.com. Two more questions here, just wrapping up on, on our podcast. So as I've spoken about with you, my goal is about bringing some positivity into the world. I've been called the ultimate optimist. I know that we're struggling in this horrible situation in our country, everything we're going through with the pandemic. How, you know, we have a platform as marketers and we have the ability to help um, bring some light into situations with your clients. How do you help your clients navigate communication during challenging times? And not just in your company today, but of course, you know, over your career, but how do you help them navigate that? What is your thinking and methodology around communication during a time like this? Well, I think leaning in is really, really important. 
if you think about every commercial or piece of marketing that appears during this crisis, it's slow piano music, it's the same narrative, it's all of those kind of things. And yes, it means well, but does it really leave a positive tone in consumers' minds? The answer to that could be yes. And my advice to my clients has been during this period is that people need stability and they need and gravitate to brands, whether you are selling milk or whether you're selling an automobile. People gravitate to the brands and things that they love and they know. And so navigating this period is really understanding that it is a, a monumental change. These happen, okay? But those people who learn and adapt to the new normal or the new normal, um, those are the brands that when we emerge out the other side are going to be even more successful. Now, data says that as well as history says that in a lot of different ways. I think a lot of people in certain in some instances have no choice but to turn away from doing any marketing at this particular stage or right. in, in a crisis. Right. But it's improved again and again and again. And I'm lucky enough to work with a number of brands that are all essential businesses. They're all consumer packaged goods. People still need to eat crackers. They need to drink milk. They need to eat chocolate bars and they need to clean their teeth. Right. So... Um, so this is, it's not business as usual, but it's leaning into what's happening and it's not being crazy about it. It's keeping away from the bad news. Okay. All of our clients are not advertising on the CNNs of this world or around those, but there are some that have found that their mission and purpose really fits in with the kind of negative vibe of, of this, this time, but it doesn't mean you have to turn away. That's great advice. Highly, highly aligned with that as we have so many voices in our communities and so many clients that we say this is an opportunity to have real conversations and not, not hide, you know, hide, hide, hide behind the doors, but really be there um, more than the piano music and the We Cares messaging. So we are so totally aligned with that. Last question, bringing positivity, ending on a positive note. Do you have a story that you might be able to share with our audience today? to help us end on that positive note. Yeah, but you know, you're the eternal optimist, Sue. And you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm the eternal, you know, uh, not skeptic, not a pessimist. <laughs> but you know, my most positive story in the last few years really stems from actually a place of, of which was a real challenge. And it was in the first year when I started my business and I had this grandiose idea that I could introduce a new way of working to an industry that wasn't ready for that. And it meant that me as one person needed to rely on other partners to be able to execute our advertising. And I've been in a corner office for the last 10 years and I thought, yep, it's gonna work. And I was throwing around words like open source and all that kind of business. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was three days before the holidays and I was going back to the UK to see my mother. Those, that, that day before I left, um, I was working with a partner and we had to part ways. Our client wasn't getting along. I have nobody to help me plan and buy this media. Now that sounds really, really simple, right? But you know, again, I was a guy in a corner office for 10 years, but it was the moment where I was in my cab on the way to JFK airport and I downloaded everything I possibly could on my laptop about how to launch a campaign on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. <laughs> And on the plane over to England to see my family, uh, there was no Wi-Fi. And uh, I, was, I, I just read and read and read and read and read. And then when I landed, 
um, I had enough knowledge to be able to launch a campaign for one of my founding clients on Facebook. Now, was it the best ever? Absolutely not. But did it work? Absolutely. And that was the moment in time where I, it could have been a company ending moment for me. I could have just crumbled and it was all done and it was the holidays and I want to stay at home and I want to cry. But ultimately, if you can learn everything, be hands on keyboards, know how it all works, know how it all is put together and you have the expertise, which I do believe is possible in, across any industry, but particularly in, in our industry, when you have that hands on keyboard knowledge, then you can do anything and you can grow the company by millions and millions and millions of dollars and I think though that that for me was the biggest learning point in my entire career you know there's too many managers and not enough doers mm. and when you can manage and do then you can do anything you want in this industry that's amazing that is such a great story and I could picture you honestly feverishly reading on the plane and then hitting send on that campaign and praying that it works. Um, and then when it does, having a moment, like this light bulb literally go off. So that is a great story, Chris. Love, love hearing it. And, and really the, the launching point of your company because you realize that that was a new way of thinking and doing um, that you've not had to do before. So thank you so much for sharing. Well, I wanna thank you, Chris, for your time. Um, I know how busy you are being a founder, president, running a very successful agency here at Junction 37. And I wanna thank you for your partnership with our company, Vesta. And um, I really hope that um, you have continued success and continue to move along that path of staying true to those values. But thank you very much, Chris, for your time. Thank you so much, Chris, for being a guest on our podcast today. To hear more stories and lessons from The Happy Marketer, be sure to subscribe to The Happy Marketer Connection podcast on your favorite app. To learn more about community building, our Vesta solution powers online communities, giving your consumers a home for a world of engagement and connections. And I welcome you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter at Sue Freck or to find us at Vesta-Go.com.